0: Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started.
1: Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold with my awesome co-host Alan Witch. Alan, how are you?
0: I'm doing great this morning, Chris. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing fantastic. You know, I was looking forward to this day. You know, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, when guys are in martial arts or they've wrestled, or better yet, they have a combination of both skills. Which you know, today the individual that we're going to be uh, talking to, and you know, what I would call an expert in this field, he's getting his face smashed off a few times, and uh, he certainly has come back and done has done the same to others. And uh, I'm really excited uh, to, you know, have this call because I want to know what it takes. You know, could you just imagine getting in a ring or what they call an octagon in this sport, the UFC, and facing off with an opponent where, you are not know, mad at each other. You actually a lot of times respect each other. And in most cases, you respect each other. But you're going to go out there and you're going to try and hit them. Yeah, I mean, that takes, first of all, a lot of courage. And secondly you know, we're going to find out what kind of discipline and what it takes to get into that type of uh, arena. But Alan, you know, before I say too much and start giving away who it is, why don't you take us uh, through the next step here?
0: Oh, yeah, no, great job, Chris. You know, I I, I totally agree with you. And I like that word you used, uh, discipline. And this young man that uh Uh, We have on the show today, and I say young because he is young, but boy, what an accomplishment or accomplishments that he's had and is still continuing to have Um, uh, is is quite outstanding, uh, not only for his age, but in a very... Um, tough and competitive world of uh, you know the UFC. Like you had talked about, it's a a a pretty amazing sport, gaining reputation. Uh, like there's no tomorrow. Uh, great, you know, gaining sponsorships. But he's you know the he's the former UFC number one competitor in the heavyweight division. Uh, nine times featherweight. uh, Featherweight. What did I say? Heavyweight. Yes. Okay. okay, well, that's you know uh, what kind of what can I say? I got one good eye this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Nine-time Canadian MMA champion, and I think there's one there's one way to really introduce this young man. He is part of a documentary that's um, uh, up for consideration for the uh, Cannes Film Festival, uh, and it's titled and and I hope I get this right: "Fight Spirit Pride," the Mark Hominick. Story. So, welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Mark Hominick's in the house. Well, hey, guys,
2: I appreciate quite the uh, introduction there, Alan and Christopher. Appreciate that. Thank
1: you. Well, you're most welcome. I I would have uh, really did something a little bit different, and and I was dying to do it, but, you know, what a sport it is. It's growing in popularity. It's come a long way. Mark, you've been around it for a long time yourself. As I understand it, you spent 11 years in this, uh, you know, MMA field, uh, you know, with the, you know, predominant organization of the UFC, and, uh, you know, that's where I want to start. You know, what is it, first of all, how did you get there? Because I know you were in martial arts as a kid, you know, uh did very well. I mean, you're one of Canada's most decorated MMA fighters in general. You've got a nine-time Canadian MMA championship behind you. You're a North American kickboxing champion. You know, the list goes on, and you've had great accomplishments. But, you know, tell us about that journey, because getting into the UFC is not an easy feat.
2: Well, I, I think, you know, when I was 13 years old, my grade 9 gym class went to a local martial arts studio for an orientation week, and the second I stepped on the mat, it completely changed my life. Uh, I knew I would instantly found, you know, the passion I was looking for in the sport and, and, and really the mentors that I was looking for. Uh, within that night, I went home. I told my mom that this is what I wanted to do. I signed up that night, and within two weeks, I was competing on the mat, uh, you know, wow. local, with, within local competition. So I obviously had, um, you know, a natural act, I guess, for, for the sport, but just the, the drive. I just knew that I had found you know, the, the passion that I was looking for my whole life, you know, like I was very involved in, you know, general sports and most Canadian kids are with hockey and, and, and and other sports. But, uh, that night or that day that I went to that local local martial arts studio, it changed the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, it certainly has. And, um, you know, you've had, uh, quite a decorating, a decorated, uh, career, uh, being in, you know, the UFC, but specifically, you know, getting to that level of competition you know, I'm very interested to know what it takes, you know, mentally, because it obviously, besides the actual technical start, you know, uh, technical part of the sport, and, and, and obviously having a knack for uh, what it, you know, takes physically. Tell us about the mental part of that journey, because I, I know that, you know, again, our show is geared around, you know, people taking uh, bold moves and, and, and certainly applying in life. And uh, I know you've got an entrepreneur career behind you as well, with using uh, you know your your uh, found skills uh, in martial arts. But tell us about that you know mental uh, capacity.
2: I, and I think that those are the best fighters are the, the the mentally strong ones because uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know you have a, an amazing team behind you and coaches and years of training, but. Uh, you know, when the cage horse closes, it's you and another opponent, and and you know, it goes down to who wants it more, who's committed themselves to, to not only that night, but but the years and and hours and uh, of gym time and, and commitment to that one goal. And I think that's what I like most about it is I like that one individual aspect that you know, it's just you against another opponent, and who who is willing to sacrifice more, both in the training and in the cage, and and that that's what I loved about this competition. If you looked at my fight, any of my fights, I was always Stronger as the longer the fight went in, because I, I like to, to, you know, take my opponents into the later rounds, and, and just get to that point where you know we were both at a breaking point, and, and you wanted to look at each other and say who wanted it more. And, and I felt I was always that fighter.
1: Sure, and uh, makes makes a lot of sense. Now, you know, for those who uh, you know don't watch UFC or, or this type of sport. Uh, Mark, when you say later in uh, the, uh, the fight, you know, what does that look like? Because I know you've been in some championship rounds as well. So maybe you can just outline, you know, what that, you know, from a physical standpoint, you're in there for how long and how many rounds?
2: Uh, for for world title fight, it's five rounds at five minutes, and for for normal matches, three by five minute rounds. Uh, and the one thing that makes this sport so grueling is it, it it's a combination of all the different martial arts. So when you break down the you know the name of mixed martial arts, that's exactly what it is. It's a combination of everything from boxing to wrestling to jiu jitsu to judo. So you're doing all the stand up art, all the wrestling art, all the groundwork. So you have to be kind of a master at all trades. So you know you you may be in there with a you know kickboxing background, but your opponent is better on the ground so there's always that war of attrition is that you, you have to constantly um you know be willing to go into his world and, and, and be able to strive in your own uh, and, and and on the training aspect you always have to be willing to learn because there's so many arts to learn and, and there's no way you could be a master of everything so was just a constant evolution and, and there's always something to learn always something to improve on and that's another aspect of the game that i always enjoyed
1: sure and you mentioned you know always learning and, and i think that's a key to just even life in general as you're now an entrepreneur you run your own your, your own gym called adrenaline gym is
2: that correct adrenaline training center so adrenaline
1: training mm-hmm. center
2: yeah, so we've been open for nine years, and, and we first opened the gym with the mindset we would have, you know, the best training facility for all our athletes because there's three owners, uh, I have two business partners that all fought um, you know fight fight professionally. So at first we, we opened the gym, so we had somewhat of a hub where, you know, all the fighters wanted to come to train at our facility because of what we had and, and, and the caliber of not only equipment but the caliber of athletes that we trained there. So we wanted to provide that kind of environment. Uh, but when I retired three years ago, uh, you know, it's time to, you know, to not just take the, the gym into having a, a great trace for, um, a place for fighters to train, but turn into a business and, you know, where I'm going to continue my, my, my life moving forward.
1: Awesome. And that's just it. You know, there is life after your sport and um, you did retire and you went off and did something and uh, you're continuing to learn. You know, I know you've got some great stuff happening and we're going to get into a lot of that. But I know uh, Alan's itching to ask a, a question uh, as well.
0: Yeah, I want to kind of hang on the the uh, uh, continuing education piece and I know that's a lot in uh, business development is keeping your ear to the to the grindstone to know what's happening uh, in your demographic and also know what's happening in the, in the marketplace and studying uh, not only your target market but your competition and I would imagine Mark, in, in your professional career you also had to uh, study your opponent Tell us a little bit about what goes into uh, you know, your prep work uh, before, uh, before you have a, a fight with an opponent. So, so normally
2: um, your bouts are, are booked three months in advance. Um, so you, you know who you're fighting. Uh, you know, especially if, when you're in title contention, you know the guys you have to knock off to get to the top of that ladder. So you know you have you have you know a long-term you know plan of who, who you're going to take out on, on the way to the top. Um, you know, but but out from about um, you start training about two months out. So it, it obviously, like I was saying, the mixed martial arts is broken down into so many different aspects of the game. So you know, my my I was primarily um, my strongest aspect was a stand-up. So I come from a kickboxing background at a North American title in kickboxing. And, and that's where I, I like to keep the fight. So a lot of times if I was to face a grappler, then I definitely have to work on my weaknesses, which were my wrestling, my ground fight, to prepare for that, you know, to, to use my strengths, uh, you know, against his. Um, the one thing I didn't uh, get too worried about is just studying hours and hours and hours of tape of my opponents because my mindset is that, they, you know, watching an, another opponent face them, it was not me. That, that, that opponent did mm-hmm. not bring the skill set that I had. So I like to focus on what, what I was going to do in that boat as opposed to you know what, what my opponent brings because right off the mindset you're, you're thinking in a negative aspect that you're worried about what he's gonna do to you as opposed to what you bring to the table. And you know I like to have my coaches um, you know somewhat devise a game plan in the training and, and, and I guess that was their job and their role in the training camp. But for me as a fighter, I knew what I was capable of doing. so that's what I was focused on bringing to the table.
0: Great point, I love that that's a completely different way of uh of of prepping for for uh any kind of an event, especially this where you're taking your focus and your training and your knowledge and your experience and your expertise and you're putting that on the on the you know the the forefront and then using that as a platform then to uh, uh, bring in and approach your opponent. And I think that's fantastic. Instead of trying to figure out, you know, where do I have to, to shore up based on them? No, I'm basing on what I can bring to the table. And I think that happens a lot in business, too. And I, I love the fact that you said that, Mark. And I would imagine that that uh, transfers uh, or has transferred to your uh, business uh, packages and your philosophy and the uh, companies you own as well.
2: For sure and again, with that being said like i I know uh, you know in the business as- aspects and running our gym, and you know I know you know our like the our fighters uh names and credibility is, is what brings cre- a lot of credibility to the gym, so focus on what we do best and but also with that being said, I have to understand where, I, where I'm weak and, and you know surround myself with that people can fill the voids that I, that I have.
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense and, you know, I'm just going to jump in because you said something that I know the audience sitting here today and uh, that are going to be listening later. You know, when you focus on the strengths, that's what you, you know, come to the table with in your, in your day-to-day and, um, Mark, you're smart enough to put people around you, which you know, I would generally call either A, a dream team. Uh, that can you know fill in the blanks Uh, but most importantly it's a mastermind someone who can actually see things outside of your own capabilities and provide some information that, you know, you wouldn't have access to otherwise. So, you know, it's smart to have that. You know, it obviously translates from being in sports and and that your caliber, uh, being able to get feedback and uh, having that coaching aspect behind the scenes is what you're able to rely on when you went in the ring. And, uh, you you know, you, you can only see what was in front of you, but quite frankly, having another set of eyes looking at it, uh... when you you know sat down after one of the rounds and 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 say hey what's up like you know what am i missing out there especially if the you know fights going in the wrong direction and you need to, you know, do something a little bit different or tweak your uh, your strategy. And um, I'm sure that, you know, when you look at life the same way, either A, having a coach or someone you can go and get information from, whether it's a book or a seminar or something, then, you know, again, it's the same thing, you know, inside of sports. And you're hearing it again. Everybody, listen, this guy is in, it was at the top of the, you know, echelon when it came to mixed martial arts. I mean, getting into the UFC is not easy you know, quite frankly, you have a long road ahead of you, but he was able to focus on the things he was really great at. And he brought an element of the game to the table. And I love the fact that you always worked on the things you weren't great at as well, Mark. So thanks for sharing that.
2: I appreciate that.
1: Um, you know, I want to go back to one thing you, you also said, uh, and I, and I think it's really important the mentally, you know, the, the mentally strong are, are the ones that, you know, carry through and, and you like to bring the fight longer because you knew mentally you, you had what it takes. And, and I think that's, uh, you know, can be translated into life as well. And I, and I think a lot of people, you know, in fact, everybody's good at something and, you know, we all have a genius zone. You, you happen to be, you know, really good at uh, mixed martial arts and, and you took it to a level. Now you're doing it and training some other people and, and creating a very high level caliber uh, organization. Um, but I think that's where maybe people fall short is that they don't carry it long enough. And, it, you know, if I was to translate, you know, mixed martial arts or being in the UFC to life, you know, it's making it to that next round, never given up, and I love, and we're going to get into that, Mark, because you have a you know, saying, and, and I'll let you speak in a second here, but never give up. And on that note, you know, give us a perspective on what that means uh, you know, from your perspective and you know, what, what you know, the audience can really take from that and, and you know, apply to their lives.
2: I think that, you know, one word is preparation, and, and, and that's one thing that I always knew going into any belt that I was prepared. I was prepared for any moment of that fight. you know from the first bell to the end of the bell, and and there was no fight that i went in there that i wasn't confident that i wasn't willing and ready for everything that was going to come into me in that bout and i think that's you know it comes from my nickname and my coach gave it to me it's called the machine and it's because i you know i prepared like a machine oh you know i didn't uh you know worry about how tired or or sore i was i always wanted to prepare so i I, you know i knew i was outworking my opponent both in the cage because it it is going to translate when it was time to, to to actually compete you know i could i know you know, looking across the ring that, you know, I was more prepared than my opponent. I was more, you know, willing and been in those scenarios and situations before, and, you know, preparing for the bout. That's
1: fantastic. I love
0: the outworking your, your opponent. Yes. I, was, I, <laughs> I think key. that's fantastic. That applies to anything and everything, and it's mastering that work ethic. Whatever that work ethic might be, whatever it might look, look like in whatever industry you're in, I love that. Um, I mean, if, I just, if, if that's all I heard today, Mark, that would be fantastic.
1: <laughs> yes. Take us away, uh, Alan. I, I know we've got a series of questions and, and certainly want to get into you know, where Mark is now in life and, and most importantly, uh, where the vision is and, and where things are going.
0: Yeah. And I, and, but before we hang on hang on to that, I do want to, Mark, I want to get your, your insight and kind of a, a, a little, a little history on your story of, uh, the, uh, documentary that was put together, um, you know, of you, the Mark Hominick story. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and kind of where that's at now and where it's, where it's leading to? Cause I think that's a, uh, that's an amazing thing to, sure. amazing, uh, you know, ribbon to have on your shirt there.
2: Yeah, it's one of those things, it's kind of weird because I, I actually don't like a lot of attention drawn to me, you know, so it was weird to almost... On the
0: <laughs> wrong show, Mark. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know it's like, you know, like, I I, lo- I love telling my story and I love, you know, motivating other people, but, you know, I do, I am rather, I guess... <laughs> not shy but I, I don't like you know a lot of pictures being taken of me and and being my face uh in front of everybody right but sure. I, I love telling story and, and sharing and motivating people so how how it came about in 2006 my my first bout in the ufc um you know as a 5 to 1 underdog going into the fight and uh, you know if you'd see me at 23 i think i look 13 so <laughs> at that point I was fighting the number one contender at a weight class ahead of me because at that point, the UFC didn't have my weight class, so I had to fight out of my weight class, and it was against the number one contender, um, but it was one of those opportunities that you know I could not pass up. Uh, it was my goal to fight in the UFC, and whoever they put in front of me, I was going to face. Um, so going into that boat, um, this, this L.A. film producer was watching, just happened to be watching the fight and was like, oh, this guy's going to get killed type thing, and I, and I went in and I won that, that boat, uh, you know, in his second round uh, submission victory. And then after, um, I was talking to uh, the announcer, Joel Logan, and, and I'd made an announcement that, you know, my dad was at home battling cancer. And, <clears throat> excuse me. and uh, you know, I'd won, won my fight and that he could as well. So I think it just hit home with uh, the, the producer and within, you know, by the time I was home on Monday, Monday morning, I got a call from his assistant. And, you know, for me, I'm a small town kid from Tempsford, Ontario, a t- town of 2000 people uh, to get a call. Hey, I'm um, so-and-so, an L.A. film producer. Like I thought it was a prank call from one of my friends or something. <laughs> sure. But then, uh, you know. Um, I said, okay, yeah that's fine you can come film me whatever right, whatever and then um you know two days later he he was up with a with the camera in his hand and you know this is going on ten years later where, where the the film is you know it's actually pretty amazing to see because it's went through um you know from my graduating from business school to uh, the ups and downs of my career to you know the loss of my dad to um you know the birth of my kids to my marriage to um, the opening of the gym to 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 finally making it to fight for the world title in front of 55,000 people. And, you know, just the ups and downs of, you know, not just my career, but my life. And it's pretty nice to have a snapshot of what's happening over the last 10 years. Uh, so it's been, you know, it's submitted to a few different film festivals. And, you know, we're hoping to get into some of the bigger ones this year.
0: That's fantastic. What a nice tribute to... Uh, not just your successes, but uh, you know, memorialization of your journey and something that you're really going to be able to have and show and give uh, down the road, regardless of where it might take you now. I think that's fantastic. Yes. G- g- given that, Mark, given that that history of where you're at and kind of you know where you've been, where where are you headed?
2: Well, right now, uh, you know, like I'm first and foremost a father. Uh, you know, like I, I have two little daughters at home um you know i still live in the same town same small town that i grew up and and i continue to raise my i'm going to continue to raise my family there and I, I love being a part of this community um and, and you know with that being said my my business goals are obviously the gym now uh and 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 now just ha you know like you're talking about mentorship i you know it's nice to be surrounded by some people that you know help share my vis- vision and also leave me in it you know i i think they uh Sometimes uh, myself included, you know, you get you get lost in the day to day of running the business and you know what's happening today, as opposed to wh- where we're going in the future. And, and now I'm finally getting to see that because now we're going into our um, our second year at, at our new location or the, or the facility, and, and 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 you know we're starting to t- turn turn forward and move forward, and I can see that we're, where we're going and, and the long term goal would be to franchise the gym and. We're, we're building the, the blueprint of how our gym is successful and how we can share that with others and, you know, hopefully in the long-term goal is to franchise the facility across North America.
0: Oh, fantastic. What a nice uh, impact you're going to have, not just from a business standpoint, but from a mentor standpoint for for kids and, and parents of all ages. I think that's fantastic.
2: Yeah, you with- well, know like- like martial arts definitely changed my life and I, and I think you know it can reach a lot of kids I think fanta- martial arts is a fantastic outlet for, for not you know, kids and adults and and everything it gives a lot of people outlet uh some mentorship both physical and mental strength and and, and it can carry you through a lot of things in life because I know when you know I was 13 years old uh martial arts is is made me the man I am today
1: yeah certainly has and you know looking at uh you know, what you mentioned about what it can do for kids and certainly did a mm-hmm. lot for you. I know you're doing some work around that right now, Mark, and uh, maybe you can share uh, what that, uh, what that work is and, and, um, you know, how people uh, listening can, you know, perhaps even get involved. I, I know it's uh, some different things you're doing. Um, I think with the school boards, is that correct?
2: Yes, yeah, so, you know, aside from are doing a martial arts program at our school, uh, I got approached by a group called Rising Stars. So, the, what what their their philosophy is life skills through sports. So they they get they bring different sports into this uh, the Catholic school board or, or, um, or a few. different different school boards, actually. Uh, and, and you teach life skills through the sports that you've learned. So my uh, I have a pilot program that got accepted. It's called Mindful Martial Arts. And I obviously give the kids a workout through the martial arts, but also uh, teach them the life skills that I've learned through sports, such as self-discipline, self-respect, physical fitness, wellness. So, you know, this has been the first year that it's been going. It's great to, to reach a, little, a lot of different years, both in the school and in the after-school programs. You know, a lot of the, the, the schools that we approach are kind of at-risk, Schools, So maybe these kids don't have the opportunities that a lot of the kids and maybe don't have the funds to, to be able to be a part of, you know, a hockey team or a soccer team, or whatever it is that they are, but they, they can go to the after school program and, and learn some life skills through the sports. And, and that's exactly the, the goal of, of the program.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I love the after-school piece, too, because there's so many schools now nationwide that uh, have cut their after-school programs, and they don't have anything to offer. And kids have four or five hours between when the school's off and when mom or, mom or dad or, or caretaker get home. And that's when you know possible uh, you know, problems can arise and, and maybe negative opportunities can, can show up. But you're giving them a, a, not only a place to go, um, but giving them a, a, a chance to be more than uh, what they brought to that day, and I think that's fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's you know been well received, and and it, and it just proves to me how much I I, I love the sport, and and you know all the all the life skills I've learned through it, and it's it's nice to have that opportunity now that I'm done competing to you know to pass it on. You know, with me having kids of my own, it, it's, it's nice to see that you know there there are these programs out there, and you know hopefully we can continue to grow it.
1: Yes uh, and, and and I think that's amazing for um, what you're working on and that's whole self-discipline whole self-respect thing I, I think that's just incredible a gift that anybody can grow up with so hey listen uh, parents uh, if you're listening to this uh, you know look into rising stars and particularly you know the life skills that they you know your kids can learn from mindful martial arts. Uh so thanks uh thanks for doing that, Mark. Uh you know, it 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 obviously, you know, for all of us, we all have kids, you know, at least on the call right now, and um, you know, they're a big part of our lives. So, you know, anything we can do to help them uh have a great life growing up uh I think is amazing. So thanks for uh thanks for doing that. Um carrying on, you know, Mark, tell us uh you know, we all have mentors, we all have people that influence us, coaches and, and so forth. You know, going through your career and and maybe even one now that still uh, still is around for you, who who's been a big influence in your life uh, as you've you know I've, grown?
2: The, the, without question, uh, my, my coach my coach Sean Tompkins. Um, so w- when I went to that local martial arts studio, when I was 13 years old. I was training and I was competing, but you know it was almost like I was spinning my wheels because I had all this ambition, all this. I, I did have a, a lot. I mean, a, uh, natural ability, and obviously, I was good, at, like physically good at the sport. But I also had that that desire and that willingness to to, to sacrifice to to make it to the next level. And when I met Sean Tompkins when I was sixteen year, years old, he pointed me in the direction of where I could, you know, use all that that ambition and desire and drive, and gave me the all, all the opportunities. Um, and the one thing that you know I'll always um, you know have with him is that he led by example, and I, I think that's very few. You know, leaders now they do. You know whether they delegate or whether they, you know, um, don't take take full full ownership or uh, uh, of their of their leadership abilities. But I think leading by example is one thing that he did, and he and he, he instilled in me. Um, you know, Sean Sean now he's he's the best man at my wedding. Um, unfortunately, he passed away uh, five years ago now at the age of thirty seven. So now I, I can look at, you know. Carrying on his name and his tradition, his legacy, um, in, in the leadership that that he, he taught me, and you know that's one one of the big goals of why I'm continuing his gym and in making ensuring that it's going to be successful.
0: That right there's a success story to have somebody in your life like that who've. You know, have had a, an impact like he's had and you, know, you had a, an impact on his life. And then you're taking that relationship and then fostering that for others to learn and grow from. And, and, uh, that's an, uh, an honorable place to be, Mark. And, you know, I want to, uh, you know, recognize you for that commitment. And I know you're not doing it for the commitment. You're doing it because it's from your heart. But uh, passing on that uh, that ability and that lifestyle and that passion, um, I'm sure it, uh, the, the, all the kids benefit from that.
1: You bet. Yeah, and I'm sure, uh, you know, again, Sean Tompkins is already inside of you. So that's uh, that's a fantastic way to, you know, memorialize him and, and bring that mm-hmm. forth and, 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 you know, do what he did uh, as he was very successful at it and had a huge impact in your life. So you know, you have to take that and, and, uh, you know, continue it on. So, uh, you know, just carrying on here from uh, a perspective of, you know, after the UFC, you know, fast forwarding from the time you entered in 2006, had your first bout, you know, won the fight and what a great story that is, uh, also, you know, while your dad was fighting his, uh, his cancer, um, you know, to where we are now and, and, you know, what was that aha moment after you, you know, you knew you were going to be retiring soon from the sport, you know, if I was to rewind a little bit for you. You know, what what was um what was going through your head at that
2: time? Well, when I fought, fought for the world title, uh, that was in 2011. Uh, we, at that point it was the biggest UFC of all time. I was fighting an hour away from my home here you know, in Toronto, Ontario. So it was like a you know, A lifetime of work for that one moment. I I believe it was the culmination of of all my years of hard work to make to that point. Um, You know, I put on a fight of the night performance without coming home with the title. You know, I I showed who I was as a fighter and as a man, and that fight down will go down in in history. But you know, two weeks after that that fight, you know, after not losing for um, three years and you know fighting for the world title and whatnot, two weeks later, I had my first daughter, Um, and then for the next three fights, I lost. I lost my next three fights. And, and I think it was just... Almost, the whole, my, it was, something was telling me, like you know, there. Like I think ha- things happen for a reason, and I think it was telling me that it was time to to move on and, and focus on the next aspect of life. You know, I would committed already to 11 years as a professional and, and at the highest level, and I'd lost to a couple fighters that I believe I should have taken out in the first round. So I think it was telling me that you know, you know, I, I'd worked my course in, in the competition end of it, and now folks on the next aspect of life. So the reason why I knew it was an easy decision to retire was. Because it wasn't easy, right I didn't have to think about it. I knew that the time was was up and his time it wasn't that nothing was over. it was just time to to focus on the next aspect of my life, yes,
1: yeah, so and we all have uh things that you know tell us inside whether it um you know is is loud or not uh or something happens uh to us, then um you know we can completely get that uh. I was at that Toronto fight. Uh, I remember you specifically, and uh, I went with some friends, and we, had, you know, had gotten some tickets, and, and it was a, you know, it was an incredible uh, night. And listen, fifty-five thousand people. It was in the, uh, it was in the what we all call the old Sky Dome, now the Rogers Center. Is that correct?
2: Sure. Yes, correct.
1: Yeah, and that was uh, that was certainly one of the biggest um, UFC uh, events. Uh, probably still holds true because, uh, you know, again, that that is a huge stadium. Um, And I remember it unequivocally. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So congrats on that and and congrats on moving forward and, 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 you know, now focusing on things in your life. And I love the fact that you're, you know, a passionate father and uh, you recognize that as you were, um, you know, ending your career and then moving on to some things that uh, you're doing now. Um, Alan, uh, what else do we have for uh, our friend Mark?
0: Oh, lots of a uh, lot got a lot of questions I want to ask him, but I, I want to be careful that it's not my agenda that it's uh, that it's Mark's agenda. <laughs> so I want I want to honor that. But I, you're you're Mark in, in the you're in a physical um, a, a physical environment with your profession where you not only have to deal with the emotional um challenges that come from that but you but you deal with the physical uh attributes of the sport as well and the fact that it is a sport so you've got um a lot of things that you're that you that you had to navigate, and how did you deal with? Because I know you probably had them, some setbacks, whatever those might be, whether they were physical setbacks or whether they were emotional setbacks. As a physical fighter and somebody that that uh, participates in a, in a in a physical activity as their profession, how did you deal with? or 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 not deal with the uh, the setbacks that, uh, you know, we all know that, that pop up periodically.
2: I think that the passion I had for the sport, you know, there, there was nothing that ever deterred me from it. And, you know, regardless of, uh, you know, I'd lost a, a fight, you know, I was just as hungry to get back and prove why I belong to the top. There, you know, there was it's just, like, like I said, like the passion that, that that's what drove me. And it still drives me to this day because I just I, I love this sport, so, you know. In the competition, you know, like you were talking about, like the, the, the fighting aspect and the physical aspect. I never approached a fight like I was going to fight someone. I was going in a competition against one other man that you know I wanted it more than him, and that was always my mindset. I was always going to outwork him, and you know whether it was in the gym or it was in the cage, I, I knew that you know, there there would be a point, a breaking point that you know that I, I wouldn't let myself get to.
0: I, so. I love that. I was going into a competition. Yes. I don't. I don't think Mary. I, I. know I wouldn't have thought about that right off the bat. Although it makes total sense. Um, I think that's great. Your mind was in the in the right spot. Obviously, uh, great, uh, great coaching and and great leadership and great student you know, position on your part, but, uh, I was going into a competition and I think that probably occurs in everybody's life, you know, and we relate more of, of what our show's about when it comes to the business sense, but that also applies to your life. And there is a lot of competition in life and a competition is not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily an either or a win or a lose, but understanding that it is that you're, you're, you're competing for something. And when you made a switch from professional life uh, to get out of that to your family, well, it's a, you know, it's a competition for your time and your effort and your energies need to be focused towards your family at that point. And recognizing that and making that shift, I think, is a, um, a very admirable thing. I think a lot of people stay in too long whatever that stain in might be Um, so kudos for for recognizing that and I guess that would be you know if you had to give a piece of advice to somebody whether they're in business or whether they're in a sport when when they know that they should or they don't know that they should make a shift what kind of a did you have any kind of a a recipe for knowing when it's time to make a make a change or make a move or if somebody asks you that what would you say
2: I, like that for me, I think it was just a gut feeling. Like I I knew. I knew what what I had given to this board and, and knew what I, I set out to accomplish and I believe I did that. You know, and, and it's it's very difficult in something you know like like athletics to, to sometimes to say goodbye. Like I could I could understand that if you didn't get out there and accomplish what you wanted to do. So um, and you know if you if you at a standstill and you, you haven't accomplished your goal, I think you have to surround yourself with people that you know trust in you and, and know your capabilities, and, and surround yourself with people that you know have your your best interests as well.
1: Makes trust your gut
0: stage. and have a good team. Yes
1: that intuition inside and, um, you know, that passion you have, uh, you know, I would, you know, like to venture that, you know, you have a love for the sport and, you know, having a love for a sport uh, just as you have a love for something in life, I I think translates the same way and that's what drives you and I love the fact that you brought up um, that, you know, you just loved what you were doing so you never really focused on, you know, anything else and, and uh, obviously that translated into a great career and it's, you know, definitely translating into the things you're doing now and, and that's where I want to go next. So, you know, how do people, Mark, if they want you to come either A, speak and I know you do a lot of public speaking uh, from that perspective even though you, you know, you, you, you admit to the fact that you're not in the limelight but you'd like to give your message and, and I totally get that um you know how do people contact you to do that because there's you know obviously a lot of great events that you can translate your message and uh and help corporations out that you know are listening to this mm-hmm. show uh where they can translate the information that you can bring by being in the ring to you know what their employees are or or better yet maybe even them are looking for to get out of life so how first of all how do they get a hold of you
2: well, you know, my my seminars, I yeah, like I was speaking to you before, is uh, you know, I've done them in gyms as well as in business, say, uh, corporate sales retreats. Um, or you know year-end meetings, which is it's always fun to get out to a different environment like outside of the martial arts and, and get my story And you know spoken to them in uh, the, the easiest way would probably be through my website um, at www.markhominick.com and it kind of outlines you know the seminar and, and what I what I bring to the table and what you know What the seminars look like as well as a short little highlight video that, that outlines it
1: awesome? Uh, so MarkHominick.com for those uh, that you know are listening and uh, want Mark to come and do some seminar work with uh, with your people, uh, a in a gym environment or you know I'd love to see the corporate environment that'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I've got lots of people, Mark, um, you know, just thinking of that that uh, are going to take you up on that offer. So we'll come back to that after after the show. Uh, MarkHominick.com. That's that's awesome. Now, Mark. Um, what uh, what 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 are some of the goals? What what else are you working on? I know you've got, uh, you know, as a as a man looking to always improve in life. What are some of the things you can share uh, on this uh, show with others that um, a guy like you, accomplished as you are, the things you're working on and the things you're giving back, um, which is huge, and, and we really appreciate that. But you know, can you share some of the things that uh, you see? Um, as goals for yourself and and things that um, you know you're pressing on and and want to want to accomplish.
2: I think for, you know first and foremost, a family uh, in my community. You know, I definitely want to be you know a good role model in in our community, and um, you know, I look to to be in the same community I grew up in and, and be a proud member member of it. The um, yeah, Adrenaline Training Center. You know, I, I now, you know, with, with going in with, with my full commitment to, to running the business as opposed to you know, what com- competing. You know, I want to build the brand, and, and you know, I, I'm starting to see the the big picture, which is nice. You know, because at first I, I don't think I did, and, and surrounding my people with with it helped me see that vision. It, it, it's exciting now, and and I can see you know where we're going, and you know, I, I think building the brand, and, and like I said before, the, the blueprint. Of, you know how to how to how to build this this gym or, or build this brand you know across the country i think that that's a, a goal uh as well as getting out to as many years as i can both in a um you know in a, in a martial arts community and also in a business sense and you know share my story and and you know whether i can motivate or you know help, help people accomplish their goals I, i'd love to be a part of that
1: Fantastic. Well, I I know uh, just being on the show today, you're definitely doing that. You know, you've got a lot that you've shared already in terms of the courage that it takes to do what you're doing. And, you know, I just love the fact that you're very focused on your family. I mean, it, it shows who you are as a character. The fact that you're, you know, compassionate to your community and you know where you come from. I mean, you've had some great success. Uh, Not everybody can carry that as well as you have. So, you know, I commend you for that, young man. And uh, I know that you've got, um, you know, that true character inside that uh, definitely people can trust. And I think that's a big thing in business is you've got something that people can trust. And that's why you're going to have, outside of all the other qualities, of course, but that's why you're going to have tremendous success building your brand and what it really stands by. So um, kudos on that for you, Mark. Thank you.
0: Yeah, you know, Mark, i looking at your success and, and the kind of time that it takes and that it took for you to be able to, uh, not only engage in your sport and the, the whole industry of athletics, but the entire, um, prep time that it, that it took. And I know it took a lot of time. How did, um, and, and speaking for, um, or on the, you know, on the benefit and the behalf of, of all the others out there that are married, how did that, um, affect your marriage as far as the time commitment? And, the, and I, you must have a fantastic marriage and I honor you for, for doing that. D- did that strengthen the marriage? Was it a challenge or did it give you just more energy to go out and do it?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say that you know, at that point, you know, the marriage was like the goal or like the the focus and the driving force because my my commitment was to win. That was that was my goal. I didn't need any other motivation than to win, I tend to outwork, you know, I tend to to outwork out, out my opponent. Right? I think having a wife that that supports it, it wouldn't happen without it. There's no there's no question there. And now. Um, you know, my wife came from a world of athletics as well, so she understood the commitment. Like she, in in high school, she was, you know, on route to like a Olympic level gymnastics, so she knew that you know that training was always the first and foremost in your day, and that was your commitment. Yeah, but when uh, you know I had a family, I understood that you know with kids and everything like that 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 had to be the focus. And now you know I, I, we're building our family, and that is our focus, and 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 that's where our happiness is.
1: It certainly is. It certainly is. Yeah. Kids could bring a, a lot of joy to life. And, um, you know, as, as their parents, uh, that certainly should be where the focus is. And um, you're, doing, you're, doing, um, you're doing what's right, my friend. And, you know, again, i um, so curious about the sport and, you know, just in general uh, from, you know, how you can take, uh, you know, a physical sport and, you know, be mentally strong and then to go into life and take those skills. What would you say from, you know, everything you've been through, the ups and downs and everything else, but, you know, what would you say is one of the, you know, key ingredients that you can look at now in life and know that, you know, this is a definitely, you know, something that, you know, I didn't know at the time, but I know now, you know, that it was so important to go through because it's it's giving me that... um, you know, that insight, as you said, you didn't see things at the beginning of where business needed to go. But now you're having some, you know, let's call them epiphanies about, you know, what you want life, uh, you know, to, to be. Uh, what are some of those things that you, you brought from that, um, that arena to, to this one called life?
2: Well, like I said about the preparation, but I think there's if there's one saying, it'd be passion breeds success. You know, if you're passionate about what you do, you're going to be successful. You know, and successful, you know, for me, success didn't always mean dollars and cents. It was happiness, and you're committed to that goal, and I think that's exactly what it is, is passion breeds success.
1: You know, so simple, but to the point, and I love that. And uh, that's what, uh, you know, I love about you, Mark, is you've got, you've got a clear sense of what you know everything means to you without taking the, you know, you've taken the noise out of life. I, I think, and and that's important to to look. You you boiled it down to what's important, and uh, you're certainly living that. So I commend you, uh, you know, for understanding that and, and passing that information on to people. And and I think that's what really you know this show is all about is is taking. You know what you have deemed as you know being successful in your life, and 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 boiling it down, and, and getting rid of all the other noise, and saying these are the things unequivocally that, that have provided me that opportunity in life. And um, you know I, I couldn't agree with more with you that passion does breed success, and having something that you have a purpose for, and you know that you can help others, and you're certainly doing that in all aspects, whether it's your family, whether it's your community, whether it's giving back to children that uh, are at risk, or you know, looking beyond that as well, and seeing how else you can get involved, so uh, that that's fantastic.
0: Uh, Alan? Yeah, I, Mark, you're uh, listening to everything that you're saying, and you've really found, and I think you probably have this early on, uh, balance uh, in your life, and I know that term is probably overused a lot, and that, you know, you got to find balance in what you're doing, and that all areas of your life have to have equal balance, and I don't necessarily know that that's probably true. I think everybody's individual pie, if you will, is going to be comprised of different percentages of balance. But um, is that something that you've carried with you throughout your career and and even now is trying to find that balance or has it just worked out because of your, your passion breeds success in everything that you do?
2: Well, I think... Uh- this would be the first time in my life I've actually I feel I have balance because before it was just so overweight in in my one goal, and, and now I'm seeing that you know there are other things that you know that, that that need as much focus and and again make sure that you know I show the same amount of passion for everything that you know I'm committed to be successful in. <laughs>
0: Perfect. That yeah, was perfect. Yeah. Like you, you, know, you can't get any better than
1: that really. Um, you know, you were weighted in an area where you had a specific goal. You accomplished that goal and now you're putting that same weight and energy and passion into the things that are important to you now. And uh, that's such a key. You know, It's a very big key and uh, you just probably unlocked a lot of things for people. Um, this show always shows up with one golden nugget or a few golden nuggets that people can sit there and, and start to ponder in their own lives looking at at some of the things they really, really want to do. Uh, and, and whether it's a, a, a lack of um uh let's say commitment or or something that you know they, they can fix, they often go in and try to point it to some other excuses if you want. Um so again, thanks for for sharing that. Now, Mark, you've got um you know your book um that you're getting involved with me on which uh, I'm super excited because I, I want to hear your story and have it in print and, and be able to give that to your kids as, you, as you're going on. Um, you've got your documentary, you've got uh, your business which you're passionate about, you're building the Adrenaline Training Center, uh, you've got speaking uh, opportunities that are coming up and certainly uh, we're going to do our best to you know promote that. Uh, but you know as we 're coming to the end and we'd love to hey, mark listen, we want you to come back to the show uh, later on this year. Uh, we want to hear how everything's going, and you certainly always have an you know open door on our side, but as we 're coming to the end and listen, I want to talk to you lots um, we we would love to you know have you talk a long time today, but uh, you know we try to keep these shows to uh, to a straight minimum, but point being is you know as we come to the uh, to the end of this show. It's so important for, you know, us to, you know, take one thing that you could, you know, share with people. We like to call it the one bold move. The one thing in life that you can, you know, do uh, from your point of view that our audience can benefit from what would that one bold move that you want to leave everybody thinking about uh, today? And, and, and by all means, take as much time as you want. There's no pressure on uh, You know how much uh, you want to talk about. But uh, knowing you, you've got something pretty simple and profound. Uh, but listen, take it away.
2: Well, I think it goes back to what I was just saying, is, is passion breeds success. When you, When you find your passion... You know you're going to be committed to everything that comes with it and, and you're always going to be happy because you're following your, your, you know what you truly love and pa- passionate about, so I think passion breeds success and and follow your passion
1: Now, and and that's awesome and, and I get that so what happens and and this is we have enough time to talk about this, but i want um I want to go a little deeper on that because what happens when someone has a passion they really really want it they start it and for whatever reason, they were met with some sort of what I like to call temporary setback or, you know, some defeat along the way. And, and knowing that, you know, you had those later in your career in, in, uh, in the UFC. What, what would you, you know, say to these people about, you know, that whole thing about passion and, and, and it does breed success? Of, you know, but what, like how, uh, expand on that just a little bit for me.
2: I think just not losing sight of where your goal was, you know, because, you know, like you're saying, there's a lot of things that can sidetrack you, but you have to be, you know, purposeful in in what you're looking to achieve and, you know, just refusing to lose uh, and achieving that dream.
1: Beautiful, and and it makes a ton of sense, and that's exactly what I want to pull out. Um, It's that clarity. You know, it's that clarity of the uh of of like you said, that sight and not losing sight of that and carrying that passion through to the uh to the end. Um so thanks for uh thanks for sharing that. Alan, what else do we have? Because we're you know, coming to the end, but I, I certainly want to extract a, a little bit. Um take us away.
0: I like the the simple answers, Mark. I do too. You know, I, we all have a tendency to, and, and I've been, you know, my, my wife especially says, well, you ramble on too much and you say too much. You said it once, you don't need to say it nine times. <laughs> and you know, there's probably some truth to that, but I like the fact that you're, you know, at at such a young age, and I know I said that a couple of times and I really want to honor you for that is that, uh, you, you understand things that a lot of people don't, uh, and this really isn't a question more as so much as it is a statement more, but, um, you understand uh, so many more things at, at such a uh, uh, an easier and a quicker time in your life that some of us that, uh, you know, it's taken a lot longer to get there. And I think that's a, a real great attribute that people are going to find by studying you and working with you, is that you've sained out uh, a lot of the rhetoric that happens in life and that happens uh, in business. And and in reality, maybe it's by circumstance because I know there was no time for that in your profession. There was no space for uh, the you know the, the the fluff. And it sounds like, uh, and well, yeah, I I know just by listening to you that um, you've carried that over that no fluff attitude over into your uh, family life and your professional life. And I think that's a great attribute that, that our listeners really need to hear. And it's not that you're focused 110% on, on just, you know, getting this thing done. It's that you, you've you sained out the junk and the garbage. And there's so much of it in the airwaves today. And there's so much of it that our friends and family, you know, are being bombarded with. And you've, you know, you've cut that away. And I want to honor you for that. And I think everybody in your circle of influence within your drip line are going to know that about you and I really love the fact that our listeners get to see that not by you saying it yes. but by them hearing about your journey so I, I, you can't see me but I'm saluting you for that and you know I wish you know my kids my kids are grown now and I wish though that they had uh, they had you as a, as a mentor when they were younger to be able to follow and uh, I, I just want to salute you oh thank you
2: uh, but you know, going back for the wife, you were saying that you know your wife thinks you might be a little long-winded. Mine thinks I'm pretty
0: short-sighted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but again, that's that's you know my approach to every day. I think every every if you're going to accomplish what you want in that day or in that moment or in that in your long long time goals, you know every every second of the day has a moment to 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 get it done. And you, and if you have that moment, you got to You got to do it right then and, and finish what you set out to accomplish
1: fantastic and, and that focus and dedication to that you know obviously came from you know your commitments uh, you know being in the sports uh, of martial arts and you know taking that to a you know a world title and and just being in front of that many people and you know again um, we honor you we thank you very much from the bottom of my heart you know coming on the show mark and sharing that wisdom and, um, you know, anything we can do to, you know, help further that along, we're definitely going to get you back on the show because, you know, as, uh, as you know, our guests have set some goals and objectives in life, we always like to check in and, and make sure we report back. Um, and we'll be keeping in touch uh, along that way and along that journey. So again, from, uh, you know, me to you and uh, everybody I know in the audience, uh, thank you very much.
2: Well, I appreciate you having me. I had a great time. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thanks Mark. You're uh, appreciate your honesty and your transparency and your uh, no-frills approach to uh, to life and to working with people and and uh the kind of message that you're providing. Um you know, we we honor you. We thank you for being on the show. We definitely want you back. I'd love to hear about some of the stories and uh, you know what was going through your mind and so forth. And maybe we can find a way to help document some of those things. And whatever we can do, like Chris was saying, to to help perpetuate you, then you know, please reach out. We're more than welcome. Uh, uh, we're more than happy, I should say, to to help you in any way we can. Thanks for being on the show. And uh, you know, Chris, as usual, it's been great. But uh, take us home. Yeah, I'm just going
1: to reiterate really quickly for everybody, mindful martial arts for kids. Uh, you know, check it out. Follow Mark at markhominick.com. You can find him online just by Googling his name as well. He's going to show up in popularity. Uh, again, Mark, thank you, and thank you to the audience. Thank you for everybody showing up and listening to this great show. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today.